With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start the new year right and make your winning move today. Go bet at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS to claim your deposit match. Redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And Gators Breakdown is proud to partner with America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life with an active subscription. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go, and we are fast and furious with commitments and more portal entries away from the Gators as well. We'll get into it right here as it's really focused on the offensive line. Hey, Gators, um, David Waters with Gators Breakdown. Find me on social media, at Gator Dave underscore SEC, bringing you all the offensive line talk right here on this Friday edition of Gators Breakdown. As I mentioned, Devin Manuel, there's a transfer. Gators get a commitment right there, Arkansas, in the conference, in the SEC, transferring, transferring in the conference to the Florida Gators. So big pickup there uh, for another offensive tackle uh, to put into the rotation. And also Richie Leonard, the guard for the Gators last few years, Entered his name into the transfer portal as a grad transfer. So we'll break it all down right here. Pretty short episode right here of Gators Breakdown, but got to update you guys with all the movement that's going on into the program, away from the program. Uh, plenty, plenty of uh, headlines. Hey, look, if, if there's anything the transfer portal has done, it's given us uh, content creators a lot more content <laughs> out there. It used to be more of a dead period uh, when following uh, a college football program. Not any longer. It is fast and it's furious. So, hey, we get the. We get to have more conversations uh, as a fan base, as content creators right here. So uh, on that note, if you like what you see here on Gators Breakdown, hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Lots and lots to get into. And look, the conversation's going on like crazy on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. You can get access by joining Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. Extra episodes, chats, ad-free episodes. If you're a Gators Breakdown Plus member, one more time. Link is in the description to join. All right, so let's get it started. Gator Nation, you know how we do it. We got to commit. And this time, it is offensive lineman, offensive tackle, Devin Manuel, of course, from Arkansas, visited Florida this past Wednesday. Spent his first three seasons for the Razorbacks and registered his freshman season in 2021, appearing in one game in 2022, and a nine-game appearance this past season, four starts, 
uh, in this most recent 2023 season along the offensive line. Um, he was projected starter uh, coming out of the spring at their offensive tackle there for Arkansas, uh, but he played sparingly with over 400 snaps. He was dealing with injuries, so he kind of platooned as a starter uh, throughout this past season, still found his way to manage um, getting, on, get, getting on the field uh, for nine games. Started, played well toward the end of the season. Uh, he was, received a 63.5 pass blocking grade from Pro Football Focus, as well as a 65.6 run blocking grade and a 68.4 overall grade from Pro Football Focus. Each of those marks considered average to above, above average on Pro Football Focus's scale. If you like to go but but by that, that's just one more metric to go by, whether you agree or disagree. It's somewhere to start. So um average to above average there at Arkansas. Look, Arkansas's offensive line this past year, nothing to write home about. Uh, but Sam Pittman historically recruits, develops offensive line at a high level. So he likes something here. And as I said, dealing with injuries uh here was manual and also it was a coaching change along the offensive line for Arkansas. That played a part here as well. Um, and he struggled with weight gain uh, when he arrived on campus and that he had to slim down in order to get on the field uh, at, at Arkansas. So kind of, you know, we saw it here at Florida too. Position coach change. Some guys decide to leave. Uh, but right there, some SEC experience right here coming into the conference uh, or coming to Florida from the conference. Uh, so, a little bit, um, you know, SEC experience. I think you can write home about that. And then playing much better toward the end of the year when he was healthy. We'll see what that means uh, at Florida. Had offers from Florida, USC, Kentucky, Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma State as well. Six foot nine, 310 pounds. Uh, was a three-star prospect uh, coming out of high school from Louisiana. Uh, so, Around that same time, uh, of course, um, you know Billy Napier uh, in, in the state as well. So surely background information. I'm sure Billy Napier was familiar uh, with Manuel here. So he was the 1,049 overall recruit in the 2021 cycle, um, according to the On3 industry rankings. So, of course, coming into tackle here, you wonder, how, how does he fit in? Um, now Crenshaw Dixon comes in as another transfer. So this is two tackle transfers uh, for, for the Gators at the offensive tackle spot. Uh, so, and then of course you have to throw out into Austin Barber. So this is a three man mix here. Uh, I think that you go into spring practice with, with what we want to have. And that is a competition we've known. We've seen it with our own eyes this past year where the struggles at offensive tackle there for Florida. I mean, I guess you throw Damian George in this mix too, but I think he's, and we'll get into it in just a second, going to maybe move more inside. And we saw the struggles there last year. I would put him fourth <laughs> right now in this list. I mean, look, we, it's, when we talk about this stuff, critiques like that, it's not a shot at the player, but we all know it wasn't good what we saw from Damian George at the offensive tackle spot last year. So, you hit the transfer portal, of course, um, and you have Austin Barber coming back uh, as well. So I think, you know, that gives you your three, maybe George is a fourth, but, you know, I think you kind of maybe see uh, what else you have on the roster. I think as we move towards spring football, Crenshaw Dixon, Austin Barber, and now Manuel joins into the fold as well. So I think a pretty good competition. I mean, Crenshaw Dixon experienced playing both sides left and right. Barber experienced playing both sides left and right. Uh, so you have that into the mix as well. Those guys are versatile 
So I think it gives you a pretty good three-man battle along this offensive line, and specifically their offensive tackle to help Graham Mertz in some more protection there, of course. Uh, that's what we want to see first and foremost uh, from this offensive tackle spot. So SEC experience, uh, probably not as much as you'd like, uh, honestly, overall, but um, did start some games there for Arkansas. Hopefully, you know, translates here uh, for Florida, but six foot nine, 310 pounds. I mean, big, big size there. Uh, we've kind of seen that throughout the Billy Napier tenure so far of uh, some of the offensive line mammoth size that they have there. So one more added into the fold of the six foot nine, 310 pound manual. So there you go. One more addition. This is, of course, I mean, not nothing you're going to write home about. I mean, it's at least I think somebody will be bringing some competition. At the very least, he's a depth piece and hopefully a dependable depth piece at the very least behind, say, Crenshaw Dixon and Barber. Maybe he comes in and proves that he needs to start uh, and can improve on his play. I mean, his pro football focus grades were, were better than Barber and George from last year. Now, granted, we probably knew that about George. Uh, but still, higher grades than Barber and George from last So he would be an upgrade just based on a pro football focus grade from the Florida offensive tackles last year. So talk about getting better. Now, of course, I think when we say get better, there's levels to it. You'd like to get a lot better. It's marginally better here, uh, according to a pro football focus grade. So maybe there's another step here for Manuel. But at the very least, uh, proves depth and competition. They need some competition in that room, need some competition on this team. And I think that uh, what you get here uh, in manual. So, of course, heavy, heavy offensive line talk here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. We will get into more of it in just a second. But, hey, start the new year right with my friends at MyBookie. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn all that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. NFL playoff push is coming. The playoffs start next week. You got the college football playoff final between Michigan and Washington coming up. Bet on all that. Or if you want to try something different, try those weekly blackjack tournaments at MyBookie as well. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS, and claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. Again, that is promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And whether your New Year's resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, well, you can have all three of those by joining America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to your door. Just choose your meals and select the delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step -step recipes to get cooking. Breakfast is now worth waking up for. I wasn't a big breakfast fan, uh, honestly. Uh, it was, hey, if I wanted something hot, it kind of took too long, but now my HelloFresh has one of my favorites. Those quick and easy egg bites to get my day going, or you can have it too. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is, is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree with code GatorsFree. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, this Friday started with some news that Richie Leonard, offensive guard for the Gators, would hit the transfer portal as a grad transfer. So started all 12 games for the Gators this past year at left guard. Um, finished his redshirt junior season, logged a team high, 755 snaps. So you know, we kind of talked about, you know, maybe trying to a- add to the experience and maybe build on some experience. Well, this is another hit in that category. Well, I'm not going to sit here and scream that Richie Leonard was some outstanding offensive lineman and he can't be missed. But, you know, one more time in the scenario, maybe you'd like to build on the experience and one more time a lot of snaps are leaving uh the, the the florida gators and look we we all know this offensive line was nothing to write home about last year whether it be specifically the tackle spots but you know guard either it wasn't as good as it has been uh but still you're going to be missing 755 snaps from last year's offensive line so of course um leonard was co- from coco florida six foot two 310 pound three-star prospect coming out um so he said, I would like to thank the University of Florida for my time. Glad I can say I'm an alumnus of this great institution. With that being said, I'm entering my name into the transfer portal as a grad transfer. So there we go. Uh, has his degree in media and society. Uh, so good old Richie Leonard, um, a Gator that played a whole lot of football, uh, never in trouble, uh, gave you a whole lot of snaps, gave you a whole lot of production there. Uh, but now, of course, how do you replace it? Uh, what do you do to replace Richie Leonard? Is he replaceable? Yeah. He's replaceable. I'd like to have it. We talked about depth and competition. That's why I'd like to have those over 700 snaps in here. I mean, turn the page away from Richie Leonard, and you get pretty young right here at the offensive guard spot once again. (laughs) And so we're relying on youth once again. Hey, look, it's not really an excuse in year three for for Billy Napier. In a critical year three, going to have to turn the page to youth. Now, in some ways, that can be good. I'm big on Najee Harris who I think was probably going to be pushing for a start guard job anyway. The, we just talked about it in one of the last episodes. Ideally, I thought it was going to be maybe Richie Leonard at left guard and Najee Harris at right guard. Well, now that's a little bit different. I think you got a combination here. And let's not forget now, you lost Micah Mazuka as well. So you lost both of your guards from last year's offensive line. And as I said, the guard spots did play better than the tackle spots last year. Nothing to write home about, nothing elite about it, of course, but I thought serviceable. Now, is that good enough? No, you want better than serviceable. Of course you do, Uh, but but can Florida achieve that anyway? I do think it probably would have been beneficial to have Richie Leonard at left guard, Najee Harris at right guard to replace Micah Mazuka, but now you got to replace both guards. So I think that makes Florida pretty young right here as far as the roster stands right now. Now, I do think you have three players in that mix. Is it a for sure thing that Jake Slaughter is a starting center for Florida? Can Najee Harris be the center? Can Roderick Kearney be the center? Jake Slaughter maybe slides to guard. I do think I would heavy pencil in Jake Slaughter as as the starting center. I I think that would be the way I'd lean right now. But who knows? Uh, That could change. Uh, But I do think maybe... As the roster stands right now, 
Of course, transfer portal is another option here for the interior of the offensive line for Florida. I absolutely think they should uh, attack it. So you don't have to rely on a Najee Harris or a Roger Kearney if they go out there and so they create competition and earn it. That's exactly what you want. But to just have to hand over the keys to those guys, that's when you maybe start getting in trouble if they're not ready. Harris, I, I believe, is ready. Kearney, I'm high on. Still has to prove it. We saw him in a spring game last year at center, new position, struggled snapping the ball. Uh, definitely needs to put on some weight uh, to, to, to play the position. But now has a year of de- development, a year of – which I know it's kind of been criticized, but a year of strength training here at Florida. So I don't know how much that really means, but still a a year of college strength and conditioning. How much does that mean for Roger Kearney in after a redshirt year uh, this past year? Can he make his presence felt on the interior of this offensive line? If so, I think you got a pretty good young nucleus with him and Harris and maybe Slaughter at center. And those are your two guards. If not, I think you maybe find a combination uh, of those three, whether it be Kearney playing center or Harris playing center. So I do think, ideally, if Kearney can step up and be that guy right away as soon as he's getting these spring reps coming up, then Harris, Slaughter, Kearney, there's the interior of your offensive line. Now, what can change that, as we're talking about Richie Leonard leaving and maybe some pieces moving around, I think you have to throw in Damian George as an option at guard. I think you do have to throw in maybe Cam Waits as well as an option at guard. Waits maybe stays tackle. I do think that's a question. I think George, from asking around a bit, the thought seems to be now that he will, he played guard at Alabama, maybe try guard, see if he's better there than he was at tackle. Maybe he's not better. Maybe he's not better there either. But I do think we know what he is as a tackle. Maybe the staff sees what he can be at a guard in his Billy Napier offense. But Cam Waits is an interesting one here uh, of where he may fit uh, on the inside. So it may give you some more options, may give you some guys who have taken more snaps than a Roger Kearney. Uh, but look, I think Najee Harris is going to be a starter right here, maybe you know taking over for Richie Leonard. What about the other guard spot? So I think that's where we're kind of at right now. And of course, the transfer portal. Hit the transfer portal for another guard. Of course, can't put that in here right now, as we have seen the last couple of days. I mean, Florida with three transfer portal gets in the last couple of days. Transfer portal's not done. Uh, and we haven't really heard or seen much action as far as interior offensive linemen go, as far as visits happening. Uh, maybe more behind the scenes going on there. But I do think as, you know, we're probably going to be closing down soon uh, with visits happening. If it doesn't happen in this first portal window, maybe down the road, but you love to have start trying to figure this out in spring practice coming up. So there's kind of the names, the, the cogs of what you got as far as the, the interior of the offensive line goes. But you know now, you know, this is you know, going into a season where you've lost your guards. you got some questions at, at tackle. Hit the portal there. So most important thing, or not the most, but one of the more important things along the offensive line is a little bit of continuity. Well, not going to have a whole lot here. Uh, after losing your guards, Crenshaw Dixon comes in, so, you know, now granted, you need him. And in this new world of college football, continuity along the offensive line, how hard is that going to be? Um, I remember hearing Cole Kubert talk about that not long ago. SEC Network analyst, he has his own show and his own podcast, and he's in this new age of college football, he thinks offensive line is getting hit the worst in this because of these reasons, the transfer portal, guys moving, continuity not there, the limitations in practice that you – 
now have to go by with physicality and how many times you can rep and all that. And he thinks offensive lines probably the position group that gets hit the hardest with the way college football is now constructed. And you can see it, you know, with all these moving pieces, the more snaps you can get together in continuity, I think the the the, the better you will be. But that's hard now. And that's really going to be hard now. So in Billy Napier's first year, it kind of worked. It kind of worked, and that's because you had a outstanding all-world guard in Osiris Torrance. And look, I even think it made Austin Barber better right there on the right side. So, you know, it, continuity didn't mean as much then. Uh, but I do think you know you, you'd love to have the continuity if you can get it. Kind of going to another season now, where Florida really won't have the continuity right there up front with all these pieces moving. So. I mean, some other names I just don't know yet. Riley Simons has just been on the roster forever. I don't know if we can count anything out of him. Christian Williams is another young player, uh, maybe kind of going along the same lines of Kearney. Behind the scenes, getting getting ready, getting developed. I mean, look, this is at the point now, you're in year three. All these young pieces you've brought in, this is where we need to start seeing the development, the two O-line coach system. And, hey, look, that's what Manuel, uh, the recent transfer get, said that he liked about Florida was all the resources Florida puts in the offensive line. That's got to pay off. That's got to pay off a lot of these young guys, a lot of these depth pieces. I mean, if you're going to not recruit at the high level along the offensive line, because we haven't seen that. We, we really haven't. Um and Fletcher Westfall, Roderick Kearney, those are two names there in the last couple of classes. Najee Harris was at one point and probably still right now the best of the bunch. Uh, he fell in the rankings, but still, I think we at one point knew how high of a recruit he was along the offensive line. Florida had some stuff there. Um, so, but a lot of the other offensive linemen, not really highly ranked. So, you know, it's going to take time. You know, it's going to take development. Well, you're going into year three. That development for a lot of these unheralded offensive linemen. And guys who haven't played a whole lot yet, we need to see that pay off in year three. So the opportunity with the way the portal's working and the opportunity is now there, we need to see it pay off. Uh, so a lot of these other names that we haven't heard a whole lot of, we need to start hearing a whole lot of. Uh, I know another guy they're really excited, and that's a true freshman. I don't want to put it on him, especially coming from overseas. But Noel Port Jagan, Billy Napier had high things to say about him. And... He's going to be an early enrollee. Kind of different overseas where he's playing with grown men at times. How does that translate? Does it translate faster for him? Is it a deterrent in his development? I think this spring will go a long way in determining that. But if I'm going to start looking at some of the younger guys, maybe some of the guys that are coming in, Port Jiggin, probably another guy I'd, I'd, I'd keep, uh, keep a lookout for. Well, there we go. All right told you a little bit shorter of an episode but we just had to update all the movement going on along the Florida Gator offensive line right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown I do thank you for joining me right here on this episode you guys are girls out there have a good weekend and if there's any more news we'll be sure to break it down right here on Gators Breakdown